the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everyone who is of the truth, meaning all believers, they hear my voice. They hear it. They know instinctively, intuitively, they know that I'm from God. They know that I speak the truth of God. Obviously, Pontius Pilate was not in that crowd because the next verse says, Pilate said to him, what is truth? His Roman cynicism came through. What is truth? He spoke like a postmodernist. What is truth? What could possibly be true? How do you know what truth is? In our world today, there must be about a billion Pontius Pilots running around and asking, what is truth? Some people have given up searching for truth. Some have become so confused that they don't know what to believe. And many have simply been duped into believing a lie. That's why we're so very glad you have decided to listen to Verse by Verse today. Our mission is to bring the clear truth of God's Word to you. We're studying 1 John again today. Our teacher is Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's message. Now what John means is that we're of God in the sense that we owe our spiritual life, our origin to God. That is to say, we've been regenerated. That's what it means to be born again. And we become, according to 2 Peter 1.4, a partaker of the divine nature because of God's grace in our lives. So we're of God. We've been born of God. And because of this relationship with God, notice what he says, we have overcome them. Meaning that we have overcome them, meaning false prophets, false teachers who do not have a relationship with God. They are not of God, but rather they are of the devil. Now, what exactly does John mean when he says we have overcome them? In other words, in what way have we overcome false teachers? Watch this. The Greek word for overcome essentially means to be victorious or to conquer. In fact, the, uh, the word Nike, the sports manufacturer Nike, This word actually comes from a form of this Greek word, and the sports company uses it in the sense of an athletic conquest. That's what Nike means. But the way that John says his readers have been victorious over false teachers is that they have rejected their lies. In other words, upon hearing what these false teachers, these Gnostics, were saying in their congregation, they were saying about Christ, about salvation, these folks, John's readers, stood up to them and said, you're wrong, you're wrong. And apparently this is why the Gnostic teachers departed from that local church. Look back at chapter 2. Verses 18 and 19, children, it's the last hour, and just as you heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have appeared. These are the Gnostic false teachers. From this we know that it's the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not really of us, meaning they weren't saved, but they were part of our church 
gathering, for if they had been of us, they would have remained with us, but they went out so that it would be shown that they all are not of us. John doesn't mean they just left our church and went down the road to another church. He means they, they departed from the faith. They claimed to believe the faith, but I take it when you put all this together, what John is saying, because you stood up to them and you said, no, we don't believe that. That's wrong. That's error. That's not what the apostles have taught us. They got up and left because they couldn't find the platform for their teaching anymore. John says, by that, you've overcome them because you rejected their erroneous teaching. That is to say, these Christians were discerning. John's readers, John's beloved flock, they were discerning in that they were able to detect error in what was being said by these teachers, and they conquered their lies by refusing to accept what they were saying. Now, why were these particular Christians so discerning? John tells us how they were able to overcome these teachers in the next phrase. He said, because, here's why, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. The cause of their victory over false teachers was and is today the Holy Spirit who according to 1 Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 6, Romans chapter 8, he lives and dwells in every believer and is greater than Satan who is in the world, the one who inspires every false teacher and his teaching. Now, how do we know that John is referring to the devil here? He doesn't use his name, but he is, he is referring to Satan who is in the world because although John doesn't mention Satan here by name, I read ahead. In chapter 5, verse 19, he mentions him. He says, We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. He's the one who's in the world. And the whole world lies in his lap, whether they recognize a personal devil or not. So John has stated that the reason that believers are victorious over false teachers is because the all-powerful Holy Spirit lives within us, lives within us. And he enables us to be victorious over satanic false teachers. Now, how does this work? How does he do this? Now, watch this. He does this by illuminating our minds so that when we listen to teachers, we can detect if they are speaking the truth based on Scripture or they are speaking error that is in conflict with Scripture. This is what John was talking about back in chapter 2. Let's turn back there again. After saying to us that these false teachers have left this congregation because they were not of us, notice immediately what he talks about. He says in verse 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you all know, meaning you all know the truth. You all know the truth about Christ and salvation because the Spirit of God has anointed you, meaning he lives in you. That's why he continues, I've not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know the truth and no lie, and because no lie is of the truth. We do know the truth. The Spirit of God is our resident truth teacher. He lives within us. He protects us from falling into error because every time we hear a teacher, he helps us to detect if that teacher is true or not. A very wonderful commentary I have is by a man named Joel Beakey. And here's how he explains 
how this works. A commentary on 1 John. He writes, and this, I thought this was good. Rather than me explaining what he says, I thought it'd be best for you to hear what he says in his own words, and then I'll comment on it. He writes, the Holy Spirit reacts within us when something does not tally with the Word of God. The Spirit prompts believers to question what is said and to ask, does that sound right? Does that not sound right? Is that what God says in His Word? The Spirit of truth helps us to recognize error and its danger. What Joel Beakey is saying is that when you hear someone speak in the context of Christianity, it is the Holy Spirit who lives within you that either affirms in your heart that what this man is teaching lines up with the Word of God, or if it doesn't. And if it doesn't, he makes you feel very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable because what you are hearing just does not sound right. It does not sound biblical, even if you cannot at that very moment put your finger on what isn't biblical about it. The Spirit of God checks your heart and you feel uncomfortable because that just doesn't sound right, even if you don't know scripture and verse. You don't know chapter and verse. But you know something is not right. See, I think that's a very encouraging truth for all of us. Very encouraging, because John is telling us that we as believers do not ever need to be afraid of falling into error about Christ and salvation, because the Holy Spirit won't let us fall into error about that essential doctrine. And that is the essential doctrine. That is the faith. Now, to balance this out, this does not mean that we will have the same kind of certainty about every doctrine. There are, there are a lot of secondary biblical doctrines. Prophecy would come under that and, and other non-essentials of the faith. That doesn't mean we're, we're always going to be right about that or we're going to agree with every other believer about that. But when it comes to the doctrines of Christ, who He is and what He's done on the cross, we are assured that we will never be deceived. Never be deceived into embracing some erroneous view put out there by a false teacher. Now, it doesn't mean that there, at times you won't be confused about an issue uh, concerning the faith. You won't be confused or wonder or have a question about Christ and the atonement. But John's point is you need never fear that you will be fooled into believing some unbiblical doctrine about who Jesus is or that you will fall into the heresy of salvation by human works. That will never be the case. Never be the case for a Christian. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Now, so far, John has given us two guidelines about the way to test the spirits. First, he told us, you test a teacher by what he proclaims concerning Jesus and salvation. Secondly, he's told us that we do have the Holy Spirit living in us as our resident truth teacher, and so we have confidence that he will keep us from being overcome by false teaching about Jesus and salvation. But as John continues this section, he gives us a very wonderful, helpful third guideline about how to test the spirits, verses 5 and 6. He writes, they are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and he who knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. 
By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, what does John mean by this? Follow closely. In these two verses, John makes a couple of important contrasts between speakers as well. Note this, not only contrast between speakers, but contrast between the audience of speakers. That's John's main point here. The contrast between speakers is between false teachers who John says they are from the world. They're false teachers. And the contrast is between false teachers and not just any other teacher, but in this context, false teachers and apostles. False teachers and apostles. Because John says he identifies the others as we are from God. He means we, meaning himself, John, and the other living apostles. They are from the world, false prophets. We are from God, the apostles. Then he contrasts those who listen to these speakers by saying the world, meaning the world of unsaved people, they listen to false teachers. But those who know God, meaning believers in Christ, listen to the apostles and those who teach apostolic doctrine. Hopefully you're following with me. The contrast between false teachers and the apostles and the world who listens to false teachers, unsaved people, they gravitate to their message, and believers, those who know God, who listen to the apostles and those who teach the doctrines that the apostles taught. You see, in essence, what John is saying is that one of the ways to discern who is a true teacher, who is a true teacher, is by the fact that those who know God, those who are real Christians, they listen to true teachers. They listen to them. In other words, God's people listen and agree with those men who teach God's word because they're both from God. And unbelievers listen and agree with false teachers because they have the same worldly orientation since they are both from the realm of Satan's godless system. That's the point that John is making. See, in plain language, what John is saying is that one of the key tests to determine if someone is teaching God's word is if his message is accepted by God's people and rejected by non-Christians. Non-Christians would reject his message. True Christians would accept it. In other words, God's people accept the teaching of a true teacher because they know that his teaching is from God's word. And non-Christians reject the teaching of a true teacher because non-Christians listen to the teaching of of the world, and not the teaching of the Bible. See, if you want to tell if a teacher is really from God, then just check out his audience. Who's listening to him? Who likes him? Who believes that what he's teaching is the Word of God? Who accepts his teaching? Why is this so important? Because Jesus, note this, Jesus very emphatically taught that God's people hear God's Word and accept it as such. Let me show you what I mean. Let's look at John, the Gospel of John, starting with John chapter 8. God's people know the voice of God. Now, I think there are objective reasons why we believe the Bible is the Word of God. But even if you didn't have objective reasons, you know intuitively that the Bible is the Word of God. And you know it because God has made you know it. His sheep hear His voice. Let me show you some Wonderful passages. John chapter 8, verse 47. He who is of God, Jesus said, hears the words of God. 
For this reason, you do not hear them because you are not of God. Now he's speaking to some unbelievers. And he's saying that God's people hear the words of God. If you were of God, he's telling them, you would hear me. But you're not of God, so you don't hear me. That's exactly his point. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. This is the famous chapter about Jesus laying down his life for his sheep. Speaks of he's the good shepherd, he lays down his life for the sheep. Notice all the references to hearing his voice. John chapter 10, verse 4. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. He's talking about the voice of of a normal shepherd. He said that the sheep know their shepherd's voice. Verse 5. A stranger they simply will not follow, but flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Real literal sheep, physical sheep, know the voice of their shepherd. Jesus uses that analogy to teach us the same thing is true with him and, and us. He says in verse 8, All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. God's people did not hear false teachers. They rejected them. Verse 16, I have other sheep which are not of this fold. He means the Gentiles who will come later. I must bring them also and they will hear my voice and they'll become one flock with one shepherd. They'll hear my voice calling them in salvation and they'll come. But then what I love is verses 26 and 27. He says to the unbelievers, you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. You don't believe me because you're not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. We hear the voice of Jesus Christ. We know the Bible is the word of God. We don't need someone to give us a course in apologetics to convince us that the Bible is the word of God, as important as apologetics are. And it's not wrong to take a course on apologetics, but we know the Bible is the word of God because the sheep hear his voice. Then one other passage, John chapter 18. This is actually very relevant to what we've been studying in the mornings. This is the conversation that Pontius Pilate had with Jesus. And we break in at verse 36. This is the context of they say he's a king. Pilate wants to know about his kingdom. Jesus said in verse 36, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Therefore, Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, you say correctly that I'm a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Now watch this. Everyone who is of the truth, meaning all believers, they hear my voice. They hear it. They know instinctively, intuitively. They know that I'm from God. They know that I speak the truth of God. Obviously, Pontius Pilate was not in that crowd because the next verse says, Pilate said to him, what is truth? His Roman cynicism came through. What is truth? He spoke like a postmodernist. What is truth? What could possibly be true? How do you know what truth is? Here's how Bible teacher John Stott explains what the Apostle John is saying In these verses, he writes, the spirit who is in you, 
enables you to discern his own voice speaking through us, us meaning the apostles. So you can recognize God's word because God's people listen to it, just as you can recognize God's people because they listen to God's word. Those who do not listen to apostolic teaching, and by then he means the New Testament, but prefer to absorb the teaching of the world, not only pass judgment on themselves, but thereby also on the message to which they give attention. That does sum up what the Apostle John is saying. Listen, folks, test the spirits. Don't be naive and gullible to believe every individual who says the name Jesus and can quote a few Bible verses. Don't listen to everyone you hear. Based on our study, you know that you now have some biblical information that you need to determine who's a true teacher, who's a false one. First of all, true teachers teach the truth about Jesus Christ and about salvation being by faith alone. Whereas false teachers proclaim error about Christ, always wrong about who he is, and they are always wrong about salvation. They teach some form of works salvation. That's number one. Secondly, true teachers have, John tells us, as their audience, God's people. Because God's people hear and obey God's voice. Whereas false teachers have as their audience, those who are in this godless world, this system, because their message is from the world, and it appeals to the world. They want to hear that stuff. They don't want to hear about Christ. They don't want to hear biblical standards. They don't want to hear about salvation. They want to hear how to feel good, how to make it day by day. They love that stuff. That's all that a false teacher can give. All that a false teacher can give. Can you do this? Absolutely. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. You have overcome the evil one. So listen, here's a sober thought. If you are attracted to teaching that is not based on Scripture, that is, that is off about Christ, that is off about salvation, in opposition to the Bible, then it does indicate that you have never received Christ. That's a sobering thought. You need to receive Christ. You need to think, what kind of teaching do I like? What kind of teaching do I want to hear? We're not talking about verse-by-verse exposition now. We're talking just about Bible teaching. Do you want to hear the Bible, or do you want to hear somebody get up and make you feel good? Make you have self-esteem, all, all of that. You have to evaluate. If you really know Christ, you want to hear Christ's voice through the Scriptures. If not, you want to hear false teaching. And if that's the case, you need to repent and believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's bow for prayer. Father, thank you for loving us enough to tell us how to be discerning. And Lord, we collectively as a church body give you thanks that you've given us the Holy Spirit to dwell in us, the third person of the Trinity, living within us, Lord. We're not always aware of that, Lord. Help us to be more aware of that. We're not on our own. We have Christ in us, we have the Spirit of God in us, and we have overcome false teachers. We do have the capacity through the Spirit of God to be discerning. We can detect error, regardless of whether we've been to Bible school or Christian college or seminary. We can detect error. So I pray that you will give us a great sense of confidence in that truth, in who you are and what you're doing in our lives. And Lord, help us to be discerning. 
Help us to be discerning because you do call us to not simply say, well, the Spirit of God lives in us so I don't have to do anything. You do call us to be discerning, to test the spirits, to think through this, to put our minds to work. So I pray, Lord, that you'll help us to read the right books, listen to the right speakers, gravitate to the right organizations, the right schools, where those who know you and teach the truth are in charge. I pray for everyone here, Lord. Protect us from being gullible, naive, carried about by every wind of doctrine. May we have discernment. May we grow up into Christ as we hear the truth and we sit under the truth. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. We all know somebody who is following an idea or a teaching or a way of life that is obviously dangerous because they are deceived. Maybe you are. We'd love to help you discover the truth and get your life on track. We're waiting to hear from you. Call us for help at 727-239-0306 or check out our online resources available at our website, versebyverseradio, all one word, dot O-R-G. We appreciate your prayers and your financial support for this ministry. God is doing great things through the teaching of His powerful Word. You're a part of that when you partner with us. Thanks again for listening. For Pastor Steve and all the staff, this is Jerry Pruden saying, Join us next time on Verse by Verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.